Welcome to another episode of the Sisterhood of the Rings, the Tolkien podcast where we discuss all the lore almost no one cares about. I'm your host, Maddie Bolzinius. And I'm your host, Molly Townley-Strait. This week, we will be discussing J.R.R. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, Book 2, Chapter 5, The Bridge of Khazad-dûm. I let you do it. Congratulations. She made me promise before we started recording that I was not allowed to jump in and take her job from her. And I said, give me one chance, one chance to show my skill. You've got one chance to make it as a star. And you did it. Thank you. <laughs> Maddie, what's new with you this week? Well, first of all, I have something I want to bring to the table. Um, Is it I, that we're terrible podcasters who never record episodes? Well, yes, I'm getting to that. But first of all, <laughs> I think we should change our what's new with you this week to what's going on in your neck of the woods. Because Ew. I feel like it's a little more fantasy. It's a little more the Shire. It's right, a little more Fangor Forest. And let me see how I feel. Okay. Okay. Maddie, what's going on in your neck of the woods? <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. It was horrible. I loved it. <laughs> it right. felt good. I got that ASMR tingle. <laughs> well, quite a few things, Molly. Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. And... Some of you may not believe this, but most of you probably will because you don't know me. I started working out and I have not set foot in a gym in like seven years, maybe eight years at this point. I keep saying seven years as if that's the magic number, but I don't think that's even true. I, I don't think I've set foot in a gym since I was like 20 years old. It's really a big deal. Today like, we had to years. set up our recording equipment and Maddie carried the box. I carried the box. You know what, guys? This is pretty big because I never carry anything. And if she does, she complains the whole time. Yes, but this time I carried the box and then I set it down and then I did a squat afterwards and I was like, look at these thighs. <laughs> they were doing it. So I feel really good. I'm trying to eat healthy, um, which is why we just did like three shots that had a fuck ton of horchata in it. <laughs> so like I'm doing pretty well so far. Um, but Baby I made steps. some. I made Baby some. Steps. Yes, I made some delicious vegetable soup, which my stepmother and my father proceeded to eat directly after I had made it. Um, which was pretty disappointing it, it, to give a little context i am living with my parents now <laughs> and let me tell you something about that it's very cool and i'm not ashamed at all no here's the truth i am saving up to buy a house have i talked about this yet no i don't think you have okay so i'm saving up to buy a house right now trying to get my credit in line because i like didn't have credit yeah, she was like, a credit card? Why would I have that? I was that? like, why would you ever need that? And I was like, well, did you get a credit line for your car? And you're like, no. No. I paid cash for that. Yeah. Well, did so, you get a credit line for this? No. So her credit score is just non-existent. Well, here's the thing. She's 26 that people, years old with a non-existent credit score. Yeah, here's the thing that people don't tell you. When you're the baby of the family, um, everybody just kind of gives up on like the life <laughs> lessons thing. And you actually don't learn anything. And your parents are just like, we're just trying to get you through high school and make sure that you're still alive. And then they like throw you out in the cold and you're like, what do I do now? And they're like, I don't know. Move in with your sister. Move in with your <laughs> sister, I guess. 
<laughs> so I have started been... Lord of the Rings podcast. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I've been pursuing um, my interests and also saving money now for the first time in my life, which is actually pretty rewarding. Isn't yeah. that shocking that saving money for a big purchase is rewarding? It's shocking. Nobody ever told me this. I was like, I save $5 each paycheck so that I can spend $150 on clothes a month. <laughs> you see how that math doesn't add up? Sure doesn't. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. So basically, the story I was going to tell is me making the soup. I spent two and a half hours making this delicious beautiful vegetable soup and i i shared some of it with my father and my stepmother mistake number one mistake number one and then i came home the next day and they had eaten every single container of it mistake number two was leaving it in a joint fridge well, what am hit, i supposed to do get my own fridge you should have hid it in the basement fridge oh that's smart Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's what i'm gonna do from now on out well i said or I gotta label lab- it with like some like disgusting label no i think what i have to do is label it with like a really passive aggressive label that says like <laughs> yeah you can eat this if you want to be dead to me <laughs> <laughs> um so molly what's new with you it's been so long since we've recorded that I'm not even really sure where I left off with my life. Well, I mean, there's no reason to give like a full explanation of what's been going on for well, the like, last three months. I think you need to just like do what happened to you in the last week. Okay. That's just real boring. Mm, two cool weeks. Let, let's push about two weeks. Okay. I work at Maddie's restaurant now. Yeah. I don't think we talked about that. I don't that. think we have talked about this. I hired her against my better judgment. That's not nice. I was just kidding. <laughs> I was like, I need a break from my children. And Maddie's like, come work for me as a server. And I was like, huh, okay. And now I do. And it's very fun. She's doing an amazing job, by the way. I only scored a 96 on my review. 94? What was it? It was a 95. <sighs> That's like better than most people did. I so. just feel really critical listen, of myself right now. And listen, I just, I just got to get to that 100%. I will say this. Everybody says, don't hire people that you know. Don't hire your family. That's nepotism. That's bad. But you know what? I hired my cousin and now I've hired my sister. And they are both doing a splendid job. <laughs> so nepotism rules. I fully endorse nepotism <laughs> here. <laughs> but not in the Trump administration. No. <gasps> oh! That's what happened. <laughs> That's what happened in the last week. We forgot to talk about that. Trump you guys, lost. Trump you lost. guys, American fascism is being stopped dead in its tracks. Maybe <laughs> that remains to be seen. But right now, I am cautiously optimistic. We we have been sort of celebrating for like a week straight about the fact yeah, that like every Trump's time be every time we're like we shouldn't open this bottle of champagne tonight and then we're like but biden did win and it's been like <laughs> over a week now and we're like you know what that still stands yeah it's shocking to me that trump has still yet to concede the type oh of that doesn't shock That's- me a bit uh it's bad yeah but I, like i am i am honestly pretty tracks. shocked about it like i mean there's no debate at this point of who the winner of the election is i think the last time i checked was like what 308 to 206 306 to like 217 no, no 235 it's like crazy i mean it's a dramatic yeah, dramatic I mean, difference 
I think it's pretty clear. Like, if you've been listening to this podcast at all, we're assuming that you're not a conservative because we talk about this stuff quite a bit. But no shame. No shame. No, absolutely <laughs> not. I, honestly, people who are like, I'm apolitical. I'm like, well, that's bad. <laughs> You shouldn't you be. You shouldn't be. That's white privilege talking. Yes, it is. It is. I mean, it's honestly like if, if you can't get involved in politics because you're like, well, it just doesn't interest me. I'm like, but it literally directly affects you and also the people that you care about in your life. So you need but to give a fuck. But even if it doesn't affect people who you personally know, you should care because it affects people in general. Yeah. Yeah. And if like, it, it affects people, then you should care hey, or you're a bad you know person. It's a great thing for people to to know you should have empathy <laughs> that is a good I know thing this is have. really revolutionary and this is like um a pretty iffy topic but like it's good to care about other people yeah, yeah. remember that's what jesus said <laughs> <laughs> even if they're on the you know a different playing field as you financially even if they're a different race even if they're a different religion you should still care about them yes and you know what is a great example of caring about people who are not exactly like you. What? The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Legless. Is an elf. Is an elf. Aragorn. Aragorn. He's a man. Gimli. Dwarf. Hobbits. Frodo. (laughs) Wait a second. (laughs) We switched this up. Wait a second. (laughs) But seriously, like, it doesn't matter where you come from. Love for all. Yes. Love and friendship and fellowship. And fellowship all around. Speaking of which, are we ready for our overviews? Well, yes. And again, I have not prepared. Oh, no, Madeline. (laughs) Well, I always let you just do the book overview first. And then I just kind of go off of what you do. Well, and I say always, but I think we've only done this like two times this way now. I just feel like our listeners deserve better. No, they deserve what I'm going to give them. Okay. That's it. All right. That's what you come to expect. I just got a, a notification from Love Nikki. Oh, I have abandoned that app and I never thought I would say that. I really, really, truly never thought. But I have we talked about Love Nikki? No. Okay. So <laughs> I, okay. Class um, is off. Okay. So literally, Love Nikki is an anime dress up game that I played for two and a half straight years. And full disclosure, I did spend money on it. I absolutely much money. I don't even know. I I don't even know how much money I spent on that. Like in an embarrassing amount. Probably. Okay. Probably like over $30. Okay. That's not that bad. Maybe 50. Okay. (laughs) Maybe more. Maybe more. Okay. I don't know. Because the problem is I, I can't explain it. I can't. I just realized just now I I'm sitting here and I, I cannot reasonably explain why I spent so much money on that game. And time. And time. <laughs> Can you give us a brief synopsis of the game? Well, okay. So here's the deal. So you go through little chapters, okay? And there's a story going on. I never once paid attention to the story. So I can't tell you what it's about. But I do know there's some magic going on. I said brief synopsis. <laughs> Basically, you have to enter these competition rounds with other stylists that are like, you know, like in the story and you have to dress up based on the theme. So it's a dress up Barbie game. It's not Barbie. It's Love Nikki. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I see the difference now. (laughs) (laughs) 
listen, there there was a lot of reward in it for me at one point, and sadly, that's no longer the case. But my money will always belong to it, so I can't delete the app from my phone, just on principle. Would you like to do your book overview? I think I'm going to just move right on. Yeah, we should probably leave this one in the dust. Okay. So I am doing the book overview for Chapter 5, The Bridge of Khazad-dûm. Okay. Are you ready? This is a pretty intense chapter. It's a short but intense chapter. So I am ready. A lot happens. Yeah. All right. So they're in Balanced Tomb in Moria. That's where we left off. Yeah. They come into the tomb. They find out everybody's dead. They find the book, which is the, the little journal entry. The little it, diary. The little diary. And the final page, as it kind of scrolls off, says, we cannot get out. The end comes. Drums. Drums in the deep. They are coming. Uh, ah. yeah. Okay. So <laughs> they are like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. What did we do? What did we do? What did we do? And then all of a sudden, the arrow shoots. No, wait. That's the movie. All of a Don't sudden. Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. In the book, all of a sudden, they're like, oh, fuck. Like, we hear it. Like, they're coming. So the orcs start, like, attacking. There's a troll that keeps comes, and it's, like, attacking. And they're, like, trying to stab its feet, and it's not working. They burst through the do- door, and, like, all of a sudden, people are getting hurt. Frodo gets stabbed by a spear. And they're like, oh, my God, the ring bearer. He's dead. And they run off into this, like, exit chamber, which doesn't exist in the movie, but there's, like, a second back door that they're like, let's go this way. The rear entrance. Rear entrance. They run out the back door, and um, Aragorn, I think, picks up Frodo, and he's like, hey, like, let's 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 bring this dead body. Like, it looks cute. And he, like, brings it. <laughs> Maybe it has something to do with the of ring. Like one of, of one of the orcs know. or what? I don't remember this. No, Frodo's dead body. Oh, Frodo's dead body. Right. Okay. He like okay. grabs the body yeah, yeah, and they like yeah, yeah. run out the door. And then all of a sudden they're like running and running and they find out that Frodo's alive. And they're like, oh, it's amazing. And it's like, oh, Mithril, I have this protection. I'm cool. And so then all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, there's something really bad chasing us. Like really bad. They turn around and get it. I was like, go run, save yourself. And they're like, no. So Aragorn and somebody else. I don't know. Legolas, maybe? Legolas, probably. Le- Le- He's Le- like shooting people left and right during this scene. Oh, no, no, no. Boromir. Aragorn oh. and Boromir. They stop and they're like, no, we're going to fucking fight. Like, we're going to kill this thing. Ugh. And then all of a sudden this like it, massive bitches. Balrog like bursts through and it's like, oh, fuck, we actually can't. Now, I would like to point out they explain this in the summary as like an elemental demon. And all I can picture is from Final Fantasy X that like... <gasps> orb oh, sphere yeah. that like changes you're elements. talking about the morphing one exactly. where you have to like hit it with the opposite element when it's like when it's like i'm casting faraga now and you're like okay well i know that i have to cast blizzaga on right it. thank you and then it like yeah t- its attack is like it turns into like a big flat plate and it like crushes everybody yeah when it's not doing the elemental that's attacks. what i'm picturing but like actually that's not that's not it at all and <laughs> we'll go into that <laughs> okay so anyways um they're going and they run across the bridge and they're heading towards the exit and everything's fine and then all of a sudden all of a sudden Gandalf has this face off with the Balrog he cuts the sword of the Balrog and the Balrog falls into the chasm and then its whip comes up and grabs Gandalf and he falls down and um, everybody's really sad so then they keep battling there's like this whole other scene where like 
Aragorn ends up killing the lead orc and he like slaughters him and he's like, let's get out of this fucking cave. This is awful. And they get out of the cave and then everybody's like running and running and running and then they just like fall to the ground and cry. I really like the part where Aragorn's like, let's get the fuck out of this fucking cave. Yeah, I <laughs> would that's too, exactly though. what he says. <laughs> it's like a direct quote from it the book. Is. It is. Um, that was really good. It was very short, but that that's what well, happened. Yeah, but that's literally, I mean, this is like probably one of the shortest chapters that we've read so far in the book. And, and this is also a really great convenient one where the book and the movie are essentially exactly the same no no back door okay there is no back door <laughs> so that is the one major difference um or at least not a back door that we see so in the movie basically they're reading the book and it's the same deal they're reading the quote and the last one is like they are coming and it's all scribbled out and like all this shit and then they hear this like Rah! and they're like hear the footsteps was that and their like, orc voice yeah it sounded really good actually it was pretty good right that's really good <laughs> their screech i liked it <laughs> and so like basically boromir like goes and looks out <laughs> and then like some arrows hit the door and they shut it and <laughs> and boromir is like they have a cave troll <laughs> and it's all sassy and it's like no oh, boromir so anyways the orcs start piling in here at this point they're trying to barricade the door but to no avail because they have a cave troll so there's this whole battle, and the cave troll is there. We've got all these awesome special effects. Thank you, Weta. And Frodo gets speared. Everybody's freaking out. Very dramatic. And Legless then, is shooting so many fucking arrows. He's literally at this guy. like, literally, this like, cave at troll the just speed will not of, go down. He's Katniss Everdeening the shit out of yes. them. It's yes. fucking great. We love him for it. Anyways, all this happens. They do eventually run out of this room because they're just getting like overrun with no, orcs. No, they kill that troll. Okay, they kill the troll. I'm okay. just trying to get all through right, it. Okay, right, at this all right, point, all right. We don't need to know every single detail. You got most of it. Plus, we're assuming that like people have maybe watched this movie. People have probably watched it. Do you think anybody listens to this podcast? I'm <laughs> like, yeah, I've actually never seen or read Lord they're of the Rings. They're just relying on us to give them accurate information. <laughs> oh, you're so wrong to do so. If you're doing that, please stop now. <laughs> actually, don't stop. No, please keep listening. Very to us. funny way to be exposed to something. <laughs> be like, well, this is what I know, and people will be like, that's incorrect. No, uh, it's all correct. It's just a little skewed. I hope it's correct. We're, we rely on the internet for a lot of things, so. And our own smart brains. And our <laughs> little, little noggins. Our little noodles <laughs> rattling around in there. All right, they're running away okay, from Okay, the sorry, they're running away. They're running through the halls of Moria. It's very beautiful, actually. And all these orcs are just kind of like coming up from out of the deep. And they're like swarming like insects. It's super intense. And then, oh my God, what's this? Oh no. Boom. They hear these drums. Boom. And the orcs, they actually kind of start dispersing because they, you can tell that they're a little bit afraid. Bum. I love this background noise. Bum. And then we see this like Bum. fire coming. Bum. Okay. Boom. Right. Boom. And we run. We're Boom. running. We're running. We're running. We're running. We get to the stairs, I oh, think, at this point. Now, hold yeah, on. Okay. So we get to the stairs and there's this whole scene where like Legolas fucking like shoots from up. 2,000 million feet away this like orc directly in the middle of the forehead and it's like did he just do that he's the so answer sexy. is yes he's so sexy he is he's my little legolas 
<laughs> Were you trying to come up with something better than that? Yeah. It just didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen. Okay. I, I hated it too. Don't worry. And they're like, the stairs are disintegrating and like Boromir's grabbing the hobbits and jumping over it. I'm not really sure why all this happens, yeah, but it's none pretty of, dramatic. None of this yeah. happens in the book. I mean, it just adds a little bit more <laughs> spice to the whole and then thing. That, that one like pillar of the stairs yeah, is rocking like, and then back Aragorn, and forth. Like, and Aragorn's like, we can do this. Frodo up and just like fucking grabs him. And I'm like, ooh. Oh, and there's <laughs> I that want part. him to do that to me. There's the part where um, Gimli jumps. He's like, nobody tosses his dwarf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he, he jumps and then um, legless or somebody has yeah, grabbed somebody by grabs the beard. His beard and like pulls him back. <laughs> it's all very funny. Like, ah, Gimli. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> it's like funny, funny. Uh oh. Right. So they get past these stairs and then they finally reach the bridge of Khazad Doom, which is like this little tiny little like fucking drinking straw of a bridge. Right. We talked about that last week. Right. I mean. <laughs> It wasn't it last was week. not last week. Last For all intents and purposes, it was last week, though. Let's pretend that we did not take a two and a half month hiatus from this. Makes <laughs> me feel better. Allows me to get more sleep. So anyways, like at this point, the Balrog comes and reveals himself in all of his glory. And like for some people, probably a little sexy. What people? I don't know. He's kind of got like he's a little cut. But he's like a demon. He looks a little bit like a dog, too. So maybe it's just the furries. I don't know. You're weird. Yeah. Uh, did you not know this before? <laughs> Is this the first time you're realizing this? Okay, so what happens, Batty? Oh, okay. So he's about to, like, chase them across this bridge. And they're running across the bridge. And then Gandalf is like, <laughs> back up. Hold on. And he stops. And he's like, you shall not pass. And the Balrog is like, you can't fucking tell me what to do, bitch. Gandalf is like, I'm the wielder of the flame of honor and you shall not pass. Whatever. He breaks the bridge. He breaks the bridge. The Balrog is falling down. Everything's fine. They're going to get away. And then all of a sudden, this motherfucking Balrog cracks his kinky little whip. And it gets... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Gandalf by the ankles or whatever and he like starts to drag him down and then he's like there and everybody's like Gandalf oh no and he's like fly you fools and then he falls and Frodo's like no Gandalf and then and then they run mm-hmm. and then the most okay actually I'm so glad I get to talk about this because <sighs> the so most sad. beautiful shot in the entire film of the Fellowship of the Ring is the scene. First of all, they're all crying. It's super emotional. And then we shoot to Frodo and he just turns around and his fucking Elijah Wood's fucking angelic, beautiful face just has this one tear that slides down his cheek and he just looks like perfection. I am like, I, oh my God, beautiful. It makes me cry every time and that's it beautiful job maddie that was really exciting now i have something to add to this before we go on to our stop adding things to my section no 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 no, it's not it's it's a interesting tidbit of fact oh great is it movie trivia it is not movie trivia it's fan theories oh okay so there is a fan theory that says that when Gandalf says, fly, you fools, what he actually is trying to tell them is that when they get to the other side of the mountain, he had 
like either arranged or he was planning on asking the great eagles for help well he did not communicate that very well he did not and apparently he's like they'll know what i mean apparently that's like the fan theory is that like that was his whole plan is like once they would get through moria because there's apparently um a big nest like on top of the mountains yeah, yeah, there yeah. in the misty mountains that they were gonna he was gonna like somehow yeah, call you were them. talking about that that was the the fan theory though was that he was going to call them and then they were gonna take them the but rest can of you the way imagine, to like literally the eagles are just sitting on top of that mountain they're just like do you think they're gonna be here soon <laughs> And like a few hours go by and they're like, you guys want to go to Buffalo Wild Wings? <laughs> I'm kind of hungry. I don't think they're going to show up. And they're like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, I like really want some tater tots. <laughs> I want some tots, man. Let's go. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> That's an eagle sound. <laughs> they're up in their eerie and they're just like, no, I don't know what I got. I got nothing else. No, it's fine. All right. <laughs> no, it's good. <laughs> I just was really excited that I remember that it was called an eerie. Yeah, you shot your shot. <laughs> we can only expect that much out of you. Thank you. Are we ready? I'm ready. But even as they retreated, and before Pippin and Mary had reached the stair outside, a huge orc chieftain, almost man high, clad in black mail from head to foot, leaped into the chamber. Behind him, his followers clustered in the doorway. His broad, flat face was swart. His eyes were like coals, and his tongue was red. He wielded a great spear. How's that? <laughs> Do you love it? He wielded a great spear. <laughs> I love it. It's like it's like if a movie trailer narrator read that line. Thank you. In a world. In a world. <laughs> have you seen that movie? Of course I have. I love that movie. Okay. It's very good. Are we related? Yes. <clears throat> okay. I read that quote to introduce us to my section this week, which is orcs Ooh. who are they what do they do who do they do oh <laughs> let's learn all about them. how frisky <laughs> i can't wait okay this feels like like a gossip column well that's kind of what this is about all about orcs <laughs> i think you're gonna be pretty excited about this information oh okay so first i'm gonna give you a little background this is the like off the book stuff okay okay I'm then ready. we'll get our little dating profile okay? okay i can't wait all right so during the year of the trees 1050 the elves awakened in an area of middle earth called Kuivian. uh can i see that one you want to let me see that one Kuivian. i don't know okay it's apparently in the far east of middle earth and they were created by Eru Livatar, mm -hmm. who's like the god of the Tolkien world. Yeah. And nobody knew that they existed. The Valar, the, the Valar did not know. Nobody knew. It was like a secret. Oh, they're a fun like, little treat. Yeah, they're like in their little secret little club. They were little party favors. They're in the forest and they're like, oh, nobody knows we're here. <laughs> just get like sneak so around. Fun. We're just like mm -hmm. they're like a good time in, in the leaves. We're speaking Quenya. We're being really cute. We don't even know. And wow. they're having like just like the time of their lives. I love that. Well, they were eventually discovered by Orime, who is the huntsman of the Valar. Oh, God. He's in Ainu. Is that how you say that word? Yeah. I knew. Um, who are the assistants to the Valar? Yeah. 
who are the assistants to Eru Iluvatar. Yeah. Right? Okay, it's like a stepladder, right? So he is the huntsman and he comes upon them in the forest. And he's like, oh my God, what are these things? So he, they, he runs back to the Valar and he's like, oh, you are never going to believe what I just found. <laughs> <laughs> and they are so- Guys, guys, guys. They are so fucking <laughs> pumped. They're like, hey, go bring this them this invitation. Tell them to come back. We just like love everything about them. Like, just come bring them to us. This is so cute. It is so cute. And so he goes back to them and he's like, who wants to come and have eternal life in Valinor? And they're like, me, I do, I do. And so they like (laughs) jump on a little boat and they sail off to Valinor and they have this like wonderful eternal life. Most of them go, some of them do not. But he was not the first one there. Oh, God. (laughs) Melkor. I'm so sick of hearing about this bitch. I mean, I feel like you're going to have to get used to it. because oh, he's in my topic, too. I mean, okay. don't even... He's just a fucking bastard. He found them first. Of course he did. He found them first. Yeah. And he didn't tell the, Val- the Valar about no, them. of course he was not. He was secretive. He's like, oh, what? He's like, this is my Ooh. little treat. Ooh, my little treat. So he takes whoever he can convince and capture. Most of them hit. They were like, ooh, this guy looks like bad news. He looks shady as fuck, man. They were like, we see your little side eye. We see your little slicked part, that like center <laughs> part right down the line. Like we know not oh, to trust yeah. this. Like yeah. this is not a good look. Um, and so he had like the popped collar. They were like, they're this, like, this, does this he is, have this is red grease on his hair? Yeah. He had the old spice deodorant. Like there was oh, just like, no, all, no, like no. all the red flags. No, all it does not flags. smell like diamonds. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Continue. So he captures some of the elves and he brings them back to his fortress. Utomno. Yeah, Utomno. Mm-hmm. Whatever. He captures them and he brings them back and he brutally tortures them until they're twisted into what become known as orcs it's really depressing actually okay real sad story wait i think i'm gonna get into this later so i'm gonna i'm gonna leave that kind of a commentary on what trauma can do to people too i agree yeah very well you'll see about the trauma in a minute okay now back up so they're getting tortured and all this is going along while i'm while i'm talking just like set the stage okay uh, there's like, i'm just picturing screams yeah screams it's like do you want me to do that in the background <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound very traumatic <laughs> that's better <laughs> that's better <laughs> i don't like okay it. <laughs> so they're being tortured down in this fortress and um he's hiding them from the valar and everything's horrible Okay. He's like, stop screaming. I'm trying to hide you from the Valar. <laughs> They're like, stop stabbing us with spears. <laughs> okay. So, side note. Apparently, the word orc is derived from the Old English word orcneus, as it appeared in the book Beowulf. Oh, yeah. It also is derived from the Latin word orcus, meaning god of the underworld. Okay, so in general, orc, not like a positive thing. Is this where the word orca comes from? I don't know. Or is that not? That's like not part of my research, actually. Oh, you didn't talk about whales? Not this time. Okay, well, please prepare that for next time. I will work on that. Thank you. Okay, so I found this a very good general summary of like what's going on in the mind of an orc. It was a direct quote from Sean Schuster from 
Engadget.com. Tolkien always stood by his story that nothing in Middle-earth was inherently evil. This includes the orcs and goblins, as both were mainly seen as slaves to Saruman. They hated themselves, they hated each other, and it's even said that they hated Saruman and Sauron. Sad story, right? Ouch, that hurts, actually. Yeah, but like, so like, let's give a little sympathy to them, please. Yeah, can we like rehabilitate them or something? Now back to the corruption. Okay. We're diving back into the cave where they're all getting tortured and we just like walked in and we pulled the curtain back and we saw what was actually happening. Well, apparently Morgoth slash Melkor was eating their flesh. What? Mm-hmm. Like he was torturing them and then also having them for dinner? Yes. And like leaving parts of them. He's, but to the point he's a nasty where they, boy. they lost their immortality and their soul. Oh, ow. Yeah, they just like, he's just like literally eating pieces. Like, just just gobbling them right And that's up. why they look so disgusting and dis- disformed. Because he's just like eating pieces of them. Ew. Mm. Ugh, he's such a bastard. Okay, so that's what happened to like the original elves that got taken. Okay. But the thing is, they can still reproduce because there are men and female orcs. Okay. They have sex just like anybody else because they need to get some. Yeah, you they, know? Get, they get freaky. Nothing right. wrong with that. Okay. So, like, I feel like their sex has to be, like, moderately upsetting to watch. Just no, like, it's just, just, a, just no, a theory. No, no, no. It's just, just a theory. No, it's just straight missionary. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, they, like, pour a bottle of wine and they're just, like... <laughs> they put on a little Barry Manilow <laughs> and they just like slowly take off each other's little weird little leather grimy garments and throw their swords down. There's a lot like, of eye contact. <laughs> they just like get down to business, but then it's like not hot and heavy. It's just like, no, it's just kind of like, yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I didn't even know that there were women. Orcs, orcs. Yeah, but I, I guess in the either. second movie of the hobbit there is a woman orc if you like watch the special editions which we like didn't even watch that movie so no we like barely watched it it's not that interesting to be honest yeah um but yeah so i just found that really interesting because i was wondering about that like do they reproduce how do they like in the movie they show them like coming out of the mud and stuff yeah and, like, yeah 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 it's that's not, not accurate. accurate no they like actually like have sex and stuff now, so obviously first they were used as weapons by Melkor in the first age and they fought in the Battle of Beleriand. And then in the second, they worked for a second age, third age. They worked for Sauron and like were his little minions. Yeah. But they don't have much choice in anything. They don't have um, any free will and they're basically commanded and that's, I that's their whole existence. I was going to ask if like Sauron treated them any better than Melkor did. It, it doesn't really get into that, but I don't really think so. It doesn't really seem like it. Yeah. So basically, it was like ju- they're just like breeding this massive army where, um, you know, they're just they're just slaves, which is really fucking sad. Yeah. This is actually kind of this is a little depressing. OK, well, let's lighten the mood then. OK. OK. This is the dating profile of an orc. Oh, OK. I can't Are wait. you so ready? Yes. OK. They're squat. They're more like man height. Okay. Who knows? Maybe a little bit shorter. Okay. They have a flat nose, hmm. sallow skin. Oh. Bow legged. Bow legged. Long arms, dark skin, fangs, pointy ears, and sharp teeth. 
Mm. Mm. Are you into that? I feel like I've met a few men who look pretty much like that description. Yeah, pretty accurate. Now, here's their their interests. They love wheels. (laughs) (laughs) Engines. And explosions. (laughs) They love Michael Bay movies (laughs) a lot. (laughs) Fast and Furious is like the top of their chart. So what are your interests? (laughs) Wheels. Love them. What kinds? All kinds. (laughs) Engines. Engines. (laughs) So cool, right? Explosions. Okay, but literally, this is like (laughs) 95% of the straight men that I've met in my life. (laughs) You're like, what are you into? And they're like, explosions, (laughs) cars, wheels, wheels. Yeah. It's pretty pretty accurate. I'm like, cool. (laughs) Do you like any books? And they're like, well... Uh, yeah, I I really liked Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> like I had, I'm to, like cool. I had to read Catcher in the Rye in ninth grade. I really related to Holden Caulfield a lot, actually. <laughs> I'm like, it's time to go. <laughs> Goodbye. Right. Do you want to hear about what they don't like? Their dislikes? Yeah, I definitely do. <laughs> Themselves. Oh, okay, sad again. <laughs> and everything else. Okay, those are their dislikes. They just don't like anything. They don't Except like Except for wheels, explosions, engines. That's it. That's it. That's and it. everything else, they're like, no. I have a feeling they also like eating flesh. I feel like that's like a lot. Well, but maybe if they hate themselves, maybe they don't like that. Maybe they're like, I hate that we have to eat flesh. I know. They hate I themselves. don't know. But the orcs in the movies are like, looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty they sure that seem to be pretty excited about I'm it. I'm pretty sure so. that line is not in the book, though we have not gotten <laughs> I it. I don't think so. <laughs> okay, but I would like to point out in their little summary of their profile that they are clever and crafty and they know the way to be wicked. They know the way to be wicked? Oh. <laughs> you, do you mean they're like singing Defying Gravity with each other all the time? It's actually a quote from a descendants movie but i was hoping you got it but you didn't so it's just kind of wasted on you i know it's good to be bad and that's basically (sighs) it is that what they sing no it's good to be bad and we're proof of that use the seal stacks now we're giving back use be lost now we're on the map remember that bad (laughs) 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 if you've got fries wave your fees apart if you've got fries is that what she said (laughs) i think i I was trying to say pride but i don't think it came out right if you've got fries (laughs) wave wave your your fees apart okay but no it's in the second descendants movie and the song's like so many ways to be wicked Ooh. Yeah. Love that. Thank you. I think your kids would have gotten that joke if they had been here. Oh, God. I hang out with kids too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, you have a lot of them. Anyways, so. to be honest, there was so much information on orcs, and I really wanted to get more into detail, but it was a lot, and I was like, you know what? This could be split up into another process, and there's orcs throughout this whole, whole, whole... So you're going to do the rest another time? Series? Yeah. I'm gonna this is the first the time we're breaking it up like I'm going to break it up a little bit. So um, this was part one for orcs. Holy shit. And uh, we'll be continuing this later, but I just thought you would enjoy like getting to know them on a little personal level. I wanted you to relate to them a little bit, see that they're just real elves that were just corrupted and eaten alive, and we should just like 
kind of feel for them a little bit. I mean, I definitely do. I'm still kind of reeling from wheels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you like wondering why you're not dating an orc right now? No, I've dated plenty of orcs before. Okay. I don't need to do that again. Okay. <laughs> Are we going to move on to mine? Oh, we're going to do it. That was a really good. That was really good. I loved that. I feel like this is what you say after every single time I end. Yeah, but that's what you say to me after every single time that I end. No, too, usually so. I ask you a follow-up question. Oh, do you want me to ask you? I yeah. feel like you cover the information no, so well, No, I want though. a follow-up question. It's all I want. Okay, let me think, let me think, let me think. Um, when we say that they like wheels, do they also like hot wheels? As in the matchbox cars? Yeah. Yes, they love them. Cool. They're not as thrilled with them because they don't have engines, but you know what they yeah, really get them going? Is like those little Christmas trains that go around the trees. Wheels, engines. Got it They've all. got it all. And sometimes they even set up little explosions on the track. Oh, shit. They fucking love that. Uh, this is one thing I've learned. Orcs do know how to do Christmas. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I wield Legolas a Balrog. A Balrog has come. Gimli stared with wide eyes. Doran's bane, he cried. And letting his axe fall, he covered his face. A Balrog, muttered Gandalf. Now I understand. He faltered and leaned heavily on his staff. What an evil fortune. And I am already weary. So... I'm covering Balrogs this week. We are like super uplifting with our topics this week. Actually, mine is kind of, there's not very many depressing things that have to oh, do God. with this one. So, oh, shockingly, God. shockingly, because usually I feel like the evil creatures, it's always like, and then there was something sad that happened that made them evil. This one is kind of just like, well, I'll just get into it, shall I? Yeah, let's just do it. Okay. Um, as all good things start, <clears throat> starts with the romance. Melkor was fucking around. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah, I told you I was gonna. I was gonna. Okay, so I'm gonna refer to him interchangeably as Melkor or Morgoth. Same person, two different names, but just fucking keep up with me, will you, please? Okay, thank you. What even are the Balrogs? Right. Who knows? Who even knows? Also known as Valarakar, which in Quenya, Vala meaning power and Rauko meaning demon. The Balrogs were Maiar, who Melkor basically like wined and dined into his service. So essentially, this is all happening like pre-history. Okay. Ancient, ancient times. We're talking like before probably, the age of the trees. Probably like, even wait. before the age of the trees like or, okay. or or in the very beginning of that age the balrogs are like fire spirits like fire fire my are okay fire my fire, fire, <laughs> fire and they're like looking at melkor and they're like he seems like so fancy and so powerful and we're vibing so hard with him right why now why do i feel like you would be that my you're probably right and they're looking at him and they're like, we love him. We love his look. We love everything he stands for. And he's like, do you guys want to like come hang with me? And they're like, yes. 
So they do it. They grab their fireball. They literally do. <laughs> What's their fireball? What does that mean? Oh, like, like the, the, drink. The, the drink. Yes. They're taking shot, shot, shot. They're like, shot, what, they're shot, like shot, halfway shot, out the shot, door and shot, they're like, shot, uh, shot. they're like, don't forget the fireball. <laughs> I'm on fireball. <laughs> that's their. Love that. <laughs> that's literally their theme song, though. The Balrogs are humanoid in shape, but like worse, I guess. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Can, you, can you try that one again? So they're humanoid in shape. Like they kind of look like, like they have arms and legs and a body. Yeah. But like, y- yeah. <laughs> this can be said of most creatures, I suppose. And we don't describe them as humanoid, but they're like stand up and they like have and they're like, you know, have their torsos. And That's like, like build. Yeah, they're like kind of cut. Like, okay. And they're about twice the height of your run-of-the-mill elf, which is like pretty tall cuz elves are already tall. So they like stand about okay, twice, twice that. But like high. not as high as in the movie. I mean, yeah, probably. I I would the assume the movie makes it like 3 I would times assume as high. they're probably about like 12 to 15 foot high. I feel like they're much taller than that in the... Yeah, they look much bigger, but I don't really understand scale or mathematics in any <laughs> sense. So maybe that's exactly what they look like in the movie. I, I really love the idea, idea, though, of like, yeah, I'll be like, wait, 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 wait. Can we like measure you real quick? Hey, can you stand still for one, one quick second here? Like, He's like, Aragorn, do you have my measuring tape? <laughs> Lean against the here, wall. Buddy. Let's get it accurate. Okay. Don't stand on your tiptoes. Don't, don't you dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> That's literally what happens. So no one fucking knows because they're too scary to get close to them. <laughs> I don't even know where I was. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So they're twice the height of an elf and they appear to be either surrounded by or literally made of flame. Okay. I feel like the movie did that very well. Yes. And also... Their description also mentions something about them being like surrounded or embodying a shadow. Mm-hmm. And this is not shadow in like our normal sense of the word. It's like a shadow that like sort of emanates from them, this like darkness that surrounds them, just like evil vibes basically that you can physically see, I guess. I really wish that normal people had that too much easier to tell when somebody's sinister <laughs> you're like walking down the street and this guy's like hitting on you and, and they then literally have like, like a shadow, shadow around around him, like, and you're like bye like, <laughs> no thanks not today and they're like god i really wish i could like pick up chicks but i've got this fucking dark shadow hanging <laughs> over me all the time maybe i should go to therapy yeah maybe i should deal with my own trauma it's like yes you probably should they carry flaming swords and also fiery whips, just to spice things up a little bit. And their weapons all appear to be molten, which, like, I don't know. What do you think about it? It's kind of punk rock. It's like they've got all these weapons and they're just like. I also like, feel like maybe not super effective because, like, if they hit rock or something, wouldn't it just, like, bend the sword? Okay, that's science. And we're talking about Tolkien okay, right all now. Right, okay, homie. All right, go back. <laughs> Get with it. Um. Balrogs seem to encapsulate and project power and terror. Encapsulate? Yes. In other words, they are vibing so hard that people literally lose their minds when they walk in the room. But, like, honestly, 
that's kind of goals. You know what I mean? Mm. Hashtag goals. Okay. You like walk in the room and people are like, oh my God. Like, I feel that vibe. (laughs) 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 I'm like, I want to do that all the time. We live a very different life, Maddie. We can only strive for that. It's also implied that their very essence is meant to be a pure opposite of the light of the Valar. Oh, sad. That's just depressing. I mean, yeah, I guess so. But like, you have to have like the yin to the yang. Am I right? I, I don't know what that Melkor means. Actually. was like the yin to the yang or whatever. I guess so. But I like actually, as a group, I feel like it's almost not a, like culturally appropriate for us even to it's talk about yin yang not. because I actually don't know anything. about it. I don't it. know anything about it. Let's either. just like leave that behind and just acknowledge that we behind. don't know about it. Maybe we should learn about it. We should learn. And become educated. Yeah. And I not appropriative. Yeah. We high-fived. And it actually was a good high-five. It was a good high-five. Oh, wait. I learned something. Can I interrupt my thing? Is it for- about high-fives? Is it about watching the elbows? Because we all know about that no, one. No, it's not. Okay. When you toast somebody, only in America do we look at the glass. You're supposed to look into each other's eyes. Are you ready for this? Oh, no. Toast. It still worked. It's better. It is better. It's, it's better, right? It's like a, a I don't know, closer in a way. Yeah. It feels like more sensitive. One more or time. Something. One more time. I love right? that. <laughs> and we're just using cans. I know. But I feel like with the glass and the little clink, it would be even more like. It, it is. I love that. I know. Isn't that special? Can you teach every single person that? Oh, wait. We just did. <laughs> every, all 12 people who listen to this podcast. You just learned something new, bitches. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. Liz and Liz. Liz and Liz. <laughs> Publicity. <laughs> if anybody hasn't watched that, there's a sketch on the Nick Kroll show. Just look up Publicity or Liz and Liz, the Nick Kroll show. You just, I'm not going to explain it. You'll thank me later. Can, we, can I talk about the history of Balrogs? Why are bit? you asking my permission? I need your permission. You it's like a vampire entering a house. I need you to tell me that I can do it. You have permission. Thank you. In unrecorded ancient times, Melkor persuades the Balrogs to join his cause. So they go live in Atumno, which you were talking about a second ago, which is Melkor's OG, Fortress of Darkness. Pretty sure it was featured on MTV's Cribs. Okay, after Melkor gets his ass handed to him in the War for the Sake of the Elves, which I am not going to get into. I, I'm not I've going to. I've never even heard that name of it's it. It's called the War for the Sake of the Elves. So this isn't the one where like everybody dies. No. Okay. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I read like two paragraphs of it and then I was like, "Bah, it's enough. <laughs> <laughs> but it's during the years of the trees. So it happens like before even the first age. Got it. The Balrogs and all the other like nasty bitches that belong to Melkor, they all... They like they leave Atumno because it gets destroyed and they pack their little bags and they go over to um Angbat Angband. Yeah. Angband. With the wolves and the Yeah. Mm-hmm, but all that, it, yeah. It coincidentally also gets like totally fucked up by the Valar with like relative ease after Sauron was left in charge. <laughs> <laughs> and this is during another war called the War of the war of powers i guess and melkor was like hey sauron can you like watch angband and sauron's like i got you. I, I got it it's gonna be fine and then the valar come in and just like completely fuck it up and like melkor is like like you were supposed to do something what is this like this is and reminding sauron me of something was, what sauron is this? was literally like 
my nails were wet. <laughs> what do you expect me to do? Like, I don't I don't know what you expect me to do. Okay, so we were talking about Angband. Right. So luckily, the underground caverns beneath the ruined fortress were left mostly intact, and they were the perfect little hidey holes for our pals, the Balrogs. So Angband is also destroyed, but there's all these underground caverns, and the Balrogs are like, beep, 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 and they go, and they hide in there, and they cozy up in their little sleeping bags, and they're like, good night. At this point, they're a little tired of being scary all the time, so they go to sleep. They hibernate. Oh, I kind of love that. Yeah. They're like, like, I kind of relate. They're like, I'm going to snooze my alarm like seven times tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Just as a treat. I might call in sick to work just because. Do you guys want to play hooky tomorrow? Self-care day. And they're like, see you in a thousand years. (laughs) Melkor and his like big ass spider friend. Ungoliant, who's actually oh, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yes, yeah. Yes. So like a um an ancestor of mm-hmm. Shelob. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. So at this point, they go on their little vacay over to Valinor, and they destroy the two trees, steal the Silmarils, and if anybody doesn't know, the two trees like basically gave light to Valinor, like north and south. Yeah, and when they're destroyed, they basically become the sun and the moon. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Ungoliant and Melkor, they steal the Silmarils for them, and they sail back over over to Middle-earth. And at this point, they're just kind of like riding on this high. They're like strolling back to Middle-earth. They've got like a bottle of champagne. They've got like a box of cigars that they probably could not afford. And they're like having a party. They're having a good time. They're like, oh my God, wasn't this amazing what we just did? And then Ungoliant is like, but we need to split the treasure 50-50. And oh. Melkor is like, um, that's funny because I'm actually the one who had the brains to like put on this entire operation. And Ungoliant is like, you can't fucking throw a right hook to save your life. And I fucking did this for you. They start getting into this little fight. <gasps> right. And Melkor, <laughs> he's like, ugh, fine. And he like hands over like all these jewels, like these treasures that they had also stolen, but he keeps the Silmarils in, of in his hand, even though they're like burning the shit out of his hand. So Ungoliant is like obviously pissed. She's like, no, that's what I want. Like, give me one of those fucking things. And he's like, no. Have we even talked about what the Silmarils are? Not really. We need to like, do this I'm at some point. Like, I'm very confused. Yeah. But like, also I love that we're like slowly piecing the story together because... It's not like quite making sense yet, but I feel like it's coming. It's getting there. I know that the Silmarils are like very, very, very bright, shining. I know that one jewels. can become a star. I know they can be put into jewelry. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. All right. We're working on it. We're, we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> we're so knowledgeable. No, but I feel like that's part of the fun. You know, there's like a whole podcast um, called Potterless, and it's a guy who has never read. Harry Potter. Yeah. And every chapter he reads and kind of tells you like what and he's he like Im- gleans a little bit more knowledge. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the fun. Like if you guys are knowledgeable and you know exactly what to expect, then that's great. But if you're not, then you're just like, yeah, if somebody us. can also just like put what the Silmarils no! are in the simplest terms possible no, for us to understand. This. Don't ask for that. <sighs> Fine. Somebody patient. wants to, though. I know somebody wants to be patient. They're like, bitches. Can you please just listen for one second? 
I where was I? Okay, we're we're getting to the fight. Okay. They're fighting. He doesn't give over the gems. Right. So I mean the silver rose. Yeah. He gives over gems. So they get into a whole ass fight and Umgaliot ends up trying to strangle Melkorn with Melkorn is what I just called him. <laughs> That's his new name. It's not Melkorn. Morgoth. It's not Melkor. It's Melkorn. Um, so she tries to strangle Melkorn with her webs of darkness. That's a quote. Okay. All right. Her webs of darkness, which I'm like, right. same, bitch. And <laughs> Melkor is like obviously super pissed. And so he lets out this like great cry. He's like, bitch. And <laughs> at this point, his cry awakens the Balrogs and they come crawling out of the depths of the earth and they're like, nobody fucks with our boy. And they go and <laughs> they basically fight off Ungoliant and she's like running away. She's like, oh my God, these dudes. And they're like trying to pursue her. And Melkor is like, you guys, it's fine. Stop chasing her. Like, she'll be back. It's it's fine. And they're like, are you sure, bro? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. We're good. She, you know, we don't have to worry about her. Okay. This whole time that you were telling this whole story about Ungoliant and Melkor, I was like, how the fuck does this relate? Makes sense now. Keep going. I love every minute of it. Uh, it's always going to relate, bitch. Always. Yeah, but like, here's the thing. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I mean, basically, the thing that we need to take away here is that the Balrogs, if Melkor is telling you to chill the fuck out, you know shit is getting crazy. And these dudes are fucking crazy. They're literally like British people at a football match and when i say football <laughs> i mean soccer <laughs> you know what i mean yeah i yeah. heard this thing on npr today where they were talking about chelsea fans how they throw celery at the opposing team and they were like we don't really know why they do this but they do and i was like it's hard as fuck bro <laughs> celery <laughs> take some celery <laughs> and they literally had to like establish a rule they were like you guys you can't throw celery at the opposing team and they're like we're gonna do it anyways <laughs> tasteless vegetable bam bam <laughs> negative calories <laughs> fuck off <laughs> back to balrogs shall i yes <laughs> no more celery all right Throughout the first age, the Balrogs make several celeb shots in various battles and attempted conquests of Angband, which, by the way, like got rebuilt at this point. One such attempt was led by Fanor, who was the high king of the Noldor elves, right? right? Fanor is basically a badass motherfucker, and right. he fights all of the Balrogs at once, okay? Single Wait, how hand- many? How many? There's no more than seven of them. Oh, my God. God, Gandalf even can't take one of them. Uh, he did take one of them, though. Oh. Let's be well, he did get okay. fucked in the process, but like. He did, but he like kind of got murdered. Well, yeah. Fanor is like fighting them single handedly, and he does get like. But is Fanor an elf? Yeah. Man. Yeah. I want to meet that motherfucker. We got to talk about him at some point. We like. Um, briefly talked about him multiple yeah, times. He's like, like, he need, yeah, he seems like kind of a controversial figure because on the one hand, he's like very sexy and like very capable and like does all these amazing things and then on the one hand he's also like kind of a petty bitch from what the little bit that i've read but i'm not going to get into that right now because this is not about fanor <laughs> this is about the Balrogs. About the Balrogs. and we got to be rooting for them when we're talking about right. them right 
So Feanor is fighting the Balrogs, and he eventually go does. Balrogs, go right. Balrogs, he gets felled by Gothmog, Lord of the Balrogs. Wait, we've talked about this. I think we have a little bit. I talked about it when I was talking about um, Glorfindel. Yeah, a little bit. I think yeah. maybe in the Fall of Gondolin, because I'm going to talk about it a little bit now. Okay, get ready. So let's talk about this guy for a hot second. Gothmog is described as the greatest Balrog to ever walk Middle Earth. Like, hello. He is the high captain of Angband, and his only equal in rank is Sauron. Oh, fuck. Yeah, they're like on the same level. Holy shit. It's like Sauron sitting here in like his miniskirt, and then Gothmog is like, ah, (laughs) like right next to him. (laughs) He's like, fuck you, bitch. And he can say that because they're of equal rank. They're competing for the love of Melkor. Yes. Oh, my God. It's like The Bachelor. It is. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) He is known not only for slaying two of the High Kings of Noldor, including Feanor. He also carries a sick-ass giant black axe right so the balrogs are all known for their like flaming sword Mm -hmm. and their whips and then gothmog is like guess what i have a black axe (laughs) and they're like oh he's the leader obviously (laughs) he has a different weapon right must be he is feared greatly by all the elves they're like oh oh my god you guys it's gothmog run Uh, during the fall of Gondolin, Gothmog is slain by... Hold on, let me turn my page. Kelbrimbor. No. Oh. Ecthelion. Ecthelion. <laughs> <laughs> by... Okay, now this is this is the wild shit here, right? Okay. Ecthelion rams his pointy helmet into Gothmog's <laughs> chest and pushes this motherfucker into a fountain. And he literally <laughs> extinguishes, like, the life-giving flames of this fucking Balrog in the waters of the fountain. And All they need is a bucket of water? This is literally. like Wicked, Whis- Wicked Witch from the West. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they just come with buckets of water. And also, like, I think it's the Wicked Witch of the West and not the Wicked Witch from the West. Close enough. Close enough. This makes Gothmog one of... Two Balrogs to be felled during the Gondolin conflict. I'll the other, you, my pretty, ah. and your little dog too. That's Gothmog. <laughs> Who's the dog though? The eagles. Eagles. Um, the other is the one that Glorfindel like kamikazed off that cliff. Do you remember how I talked about that? How he was trying yeah. to like save everybody, and then that Balrog came, and he was like, "I'm gonna push both off this cliff." And it was really sad. But then, that's the only way that Balrogs can be defeated is being pushed off of a cliff. I mean, like, literally. The, and dumped at a fountain, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Wait a minute. There are no fountains Maddie, in Angband. I Maddie, can promise you that. Maddie, what? I just had this, like, crazy, crazy thought. Okay. At the bottom of the thing is Kala the lake. Doom is the lake that they apparently landed in the movie. Yeah. <gasps> that would have killed him. Well, I guess maybe he also, like, had the spear. Like, Gothmog also had, like, the spear of the helmet in his chest as well. Maybe it was, like, the combination of that. All right. All right. So uh, it's not or, just water or, alone. I don't or, know. even worse, it's a plot hole. Boom. Bam. Take that, 
jolking. So the remaining Balrogs do their best to like fuck shit up during the War of Wrath, but the victory of the elves, men, dwarves, and the Valar marked the end of Morgoth's rule in Middle-earth. The remaining Balrogs who were not destroyed managed to escape and hide in the deep caverns of the earth. This is, of course, how the Balrog known as Durin's Bane ended up in Moria to like fuck with the dwarves and eventually do battle with Gandalf at the top of Zaraxigil. So they just like picked random caves and they're like, this one looks nice. Yeah, and they were like, they were like, where is the deepest hole that we can find? (laughs) That's what she said. So were they working for Sauron? No. They just were doing their own thing at that point. Yeah, they were loyal to Melkor. And they didn't care about Sauron. They never, I don't think they ever cared about Sauron. Okay. They're, I mean, and they're just like, they're, I mean, they're literally at the same, they're my the are right? They're, they're exactly the same. They're like, we're not following you. Creature like, what the fuck? type of creature that Sauron was. So there, there would be no point unless he could promise them something. But yeah, I, I'm not, them I'm not certain that he even knew that, that they, they were existed. down there. I okay. don't think he even knew that they were down there. I think if he did know, but it seems like Saruman knew yeah. Remember when he's like, you know what waits in the depths of Well, Moria. and I and it's also entirely possible that Sauron was like, I don't fuck with these guys. He's like, I've worked with them before. It's impossible. I'm not doing this. Right. That's a good point. You know. So the last thing I want to talk about with Valrogs is very um interesting. There is a lot of drama. In the Tolkien fandom. Okay? You want to know why? Because they're so sexy? No. People disagree on whether or not the Balrogs have wings. Well, that's very interesting. Yes. I what literally... Do you, wait, what do you personally think? I'll tell you. After I describe this. Do you want to know what I, I want, personally think? Yes. I personally think they do not have wings. I agree with you, but I'll tell you why in a second. Okay. Like, I went on this other website that was, like, a whole... It was basically, like, another, like, research page of, like, who the Balrogs are, what they are. That was not Tolkien Gateway and was not one wiki to rule them all. Wow, you went off and just, like, I, after at you a said different that, website? After you said that thing, <laughs> I was like, I better read some more about this. And there was literally, like, this entire essay on... The people describing why they thought they did have wings and why they did not think Very that they had wings. Right? And, and it at the beginning of it, it was like <laughs> the author of this article was literally like, you might not think that this would be such a hotly debated topic, <laughs> but this is actually the one that we get the most messages about every year. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Like, why do people care? People really care a lot. But I'm going to tell you why I don't think that they have wings. In the fall of Gondolin... Technically, if you're doing a persuasive argument, you should say the counterpoint first. Okay. The counterpoint... I'm in an English the, class The, the right counterpoint now. argument of this is that there's no conclusive evidence to suggest that they don't have wings. Okay, that's... No, 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 hold all on. Right, all right, There is a description in this chapter about the Balrog having this like shadow emanating out of him that resembles wings hold on that's part one now this can be taken as like you know it's just it's just the illusion of having wings it's just this darkness spreading out but like a page later it says and then it's wings stretched from wall to wall 
So this could either mean that it literally has wings or that the shadow. it's continuing that imagery of dis- of the description of the shadow emanating from this Balrog. Hotly contended, apparently. But this is something that was not brought up in any of the arguments and that I'm going to bring up right now because I think it's the only conclusive evidence that suggests that they don't have wings. Okay. In the fall of Gondolin, the Balrogs fucking ride on dragons <laughs> to Gondolin. Okay, okay. Counterpoint. No, no. Wait, I have a counterpoint. Okay. They were tired. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> counterpoint. They have wings but they're like penguins. <laughs> Just like vestigial wings. Yeah, they have them. <laughs> Can't use them. They're just there to look fucking cool. Yeah, they're just like a little cape. <laughs> but like silly. <laughs> they're like, look at my wings. Like, they can hey. like spread them out. They're to like, what those wings do, baby? And they're like, nothing. But they like can't fly. I mean, the reason that I was thinking that they didn't have wings was because in every scene that they fall, like if they had wings, why, that why yeah, wouldn't it, they use well, them and to that's, save that's them? That's a huge argument for right. the non-wing right. portion of people. They're like, if they had wings, then they would just, penguin if they were falling, wings. they would literally... Penguin, penguin wings. Penguin wings. But here's... This is just my last question. Like, why the fuck would they need to ride on the backs of dragons if they've got wings? The end. Balrogs. Near... Far wherever you are, it's the end of Titanic. All right, do you, are you ready for my follow up question? Because you know I always have. Oh, one. certainly I am. I hope what I is, can answer it. What is your favorite thing about Balrogs? Dum 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 dum. Stop jeopardizing me. Although R.I.P. Alex Trebek. Oh my gosh, that happened too. So sad. I love Jeopardy and I love Alex Trebek. It's a fucking great show. They should never make another episode. So much better than that a-hole on Wheel of Fortune. Ugh, Pat Sajak. Ugh, he's the worst. Ugh, I hate him and his hair. looks like he's roofing women at all times. He literally does. (laughs) He also just looks like an overcooked ham. You were asking me a question. My favorite thing about Balrogs. Yes. Well, I have two favorite things about Balrogs. One of them the whip i think it's kind of sexy are you into that kind of all right have you actually experimented with that no okay i haven't either but like i feel like i might i know it I'm feels like, like it could be kind of fun i'm like, like rihanna has inspired me maybe not a fiery whip though no that sounds like it would really hurt also leave scars which i don't love yeah i don't like that either it sounds bad I also really like that they just sort of were, they were like standing Melkor and they're not like those bitches who are like, oh, well, he's gone now. So let's find the next evil person to roam to. They were like, Melkor is gone now. Do you guys want to go take a nap? And they were I like, relate. they were like, yeah, actually, that sounds yeah. super good. And they're like, okay, well, see you in a few millennia. And if there's shit to fuck up then like do it i support you honey and they were like okay thanks they're love like you bb they're like their own little girl gang 
They are. They are a girl gang. Mm-hmm. I love them, especially mm-hmm. after Gothmog died. Like he was like the man of the group. And they were like, you know what? After he's gone, I feel like we don't really need another man in here. They just like completely become democratic and just like vote for all their rights or are they completely Not independent. Even democratic. Let's just say like fucking socialist girl gang motherfucking queens. We love them. I kind of want to be a Balrog. I kind of want to be a Balrog, too. Let's do it. Wow. I love how this has just turned our whole perspective <laughs> around on Balrogs. I feel like I've done my job. Sorry, Very Gandalf. well. Sorry, Gandalf. He's like, what the fuck? Like, one of those <laughs> killed me. And I'm like, girl power. The future is female. <laughs> the present is female. Yeah, girl. Kamala Harris is a Balrog. <laughs> But, like, in the best way possible. Yeah, I mean, that is a compliment. (laughs) You cannot pass, he said. The orc stood still, and a dead silence fell. I am a servant of the secret fire, wielder of the flame of honor. You cannot pass. The dark fire will not avail you, flame of Udon. Go back to the shadow. You cannot pass. The Balrog made no answer. The fire in it seemed to die, but the darkness grew. It stepped forward slowly onto the bridge, and suddenly it drew itself up to a great height, and its wings were spread from wall to wall. But still Gandalf could be seen. Glimmering in the gloom, he seemed small and altogether alone. Gray and bent like a wizened tree before the onset of a storm. I love that quotation. Oh my God, it's so emotional. Well, it's such a great scene. But also like that description that you get. Yeah. A wizened tree at the onset. What does it say? Onset of the storm. storm. It's like, yes, beautiful. (laughs) But it just kind of puts it into perspective. Like, I love in the movie how it shows it, that scene where you're like behind Gandalf and then the Balrogs like in front of him and you can see that that distance in height and the distance in like the fire versus Gandalf just kind of glimmering. Yeah. I think that they did it so well and it was really, it was really scary like i i could i could picture that that fear of like this massive force ahead of you and he just stood there so strong it was resolute yeah it was really intense really incredible i love that well done peter jackson beautiful job pete okay i'm gonna read mine now um you didn't even give an introduction for yours by the way it just felt like really too strong to even like it was just like it just needed to like happen you know okay well mine is not like that um so it's from page 328 what was my page 330 330 was my page yeah all right mine is very much just a descriptive passage that i really like they peered out before them was another cavernous hall It was loftier and far longer than the one in which they had slept. They were near its eastern end. Westward, it ran away into darkness. Down the center stalked a double line of towering pillars. They were carved like bowls of mighty trees whose boughs upheld the roof with a branching tracery of stone. Their stems were smooth and black, 
but a red glow was darkly mirrored in their sides. Right across the floor, close to the feet of two huge pillars, a great fissure had opened. Out of it, a fierce red light came, and now and again flames licked at the brink and curled about the bases of the columns. Wisps of dark smoke wavered in the hot air. That is all like so beautiful and sinister at the same time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It starts with this like, oh, we're appreciating the architecture. And then there's also this fucked up thing that's happening right here. And it's like, I love it. He does both so well and like transitions very seamlessly into like, oh, Oh, we're getting (laughs) fucked up. (laughs) Um, You know what that passage really makes me think of? Hmm. That I really miss the Shire. Yeah. It's like when you first are reading about the pillars of the trees, it's like, oh, I'm in a forest. This is beautiful. And then it's like, oh, but it's stone and it's hard and it's cold. And, and then, then you there's see the also fire this like, like, yeah, it's kind of a buildup of, oh, fuck, I miss the Shire. Well, it's also like understanding that these places that were once beautiful and majestic and crafted lovingly have become these places of great terror and are just ruled by the shadow and the darkness that's like overcoming this world and it makes you when i read it i'm like i want people to be back here in moria like in the halls of moria as it was intended to be without all this fucked up shit happening yeah i really feel that Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Sisterhood of the Rings. Join us next time for an always unexpected journey into all things Tolkien. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts, and please visit our website, thesisterhoodoftherings.com, and like our Facebook page, The Sisterhood of the Rings Podcast. If you like what we do, please subscribe and review us. If you hate what we do, please leave us alone and turn your rage into a productive hobby, like decorating for Christmas in November? Like we just did. Yeah! (laughs) See See you next time, time, you gorgeous nerds. nerds.